It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. And if you are looking for a place to make your online wagers, head over to betonline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 so that you receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, He is Joe Dolan, absolute stud. It is Super Bowl week, Super Bowl Thursday. We are recording this, Joe. We're going to get into the single-game DFS slate That is the Super Bowl. We're going to go through the prop bets for all the skill guys. Going to be amazing. I love it. Uh, By the way, you said at betonline.ag, I should mention again, is a good place to go ahead and place those prop bets. Joe Dolan, by the way, number one ranked fantasy analyst in the galaxy over the last five years, according to fantasypros.com. Check him out on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, five podcasts, Ross Tucker football podcast, even money sports betting podcast, college draft podcast was amazing this week, talking about the lessons learned from these two Super Bowl teams, which I really enjoyed. And then, of course, the business of sports podcast. By the way, we also have the Ball Blast podcast with the Majuke ladies, which is absolutely amazing. Speaking of amazing, Joe, I don't know if you've checked it out yet. I probably told you about it. But Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post is so cool. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. So whether you're looking to craft your own hard cider or toast perfectly aged fall cocktails, They've got cooking tools, outdoor gear, style and grooming goods. I like their like toiletry kit, and I like their weekender bag. To get started and see what you like, you just take a quick quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code FEAST at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code FEAST for 20% off your first box. All right, Joe. Well, let's start. I think everybody, it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, don't you feel like people are more into the prop bets than the single game DFS slate? I mean, you're on top of this stuff. How would you kind of break down those two? Well, I, I think the DFS single game slate, um, I think in, in a large part, it hasn't really become as quote-unquote public as DFS in general has. I still think um, a lot of sharp guys who play DFS prefer the showdown slates because they think there's still an edge to be had on those single-game slates. But I I totally agree, but I I simply think that's because – 
everybody can get like their mom interested. For instance, my mom's in my Super Bowl prop bet pool. Everybody can get their mom interested in, in betting on prop bets. Uh, anybody can can say, "Hey, mom, you need this guy to catch more than three passes." Or you could have you could bet the national anthem. You could bet the coin toss. You can bet all these things. I think it's easier to get people into the prop bets because so many books have those cutesy props, whether they have anything to do with the game or not. That that I agree with you. I think it's a lot easier to kind of talk about the prop bets. And the other thing with the prop bets is you can still shop around a little bit and get the line that suits you the best. If, if you're looking to go over or under a prop bet, you can do a little bit of shopping around to get the line that uh, that um, you could that uh, that suits you the best, whether you want to go over the highest number, uh, whether you want to go under, you you can find, excuse me, whether you want to go under, you can find the highest number to bet. If you want to go over, you can find the lowest number to bet. So I think the prop bets is becoming much more mainstream. We got the legalization of sports betting out there. And also, look, markets, sports outlets need to come up with two weeks of content and it's much easier to do that with all the prop bets that are out there than it is just to cover a single game DFS slate. It's a good point. So we've we've talked about conference championships. Throughout the playoffs, we've been heavy on the DFS stuff. Uh, what do we need to know specifically in a single-game slate DFS? Because you said a lot of the sharp guys still like it and still think that there's some value there. Well, yeah, and the, pro- the problem with this one, though, is it's only one game, and there's been two weeks to evaluate it. So we're going to run into that with, with uh, even, the, even the betting markets because there are a lot of markets that put out single-player uh, single prop bets that when they're dealing with 16 games, they're going to have some that are mispriced. That's not so much the case for the Super Bowl because there's two weeks. Everybody knows everything about this game. Everybody's got an opinion. But uh, you do have to try to create – some diversity here in your lineup if you're playing single game. Um, Patrick Mahomes, for instance, on DraftKings, where where you can uh, where you get your captain at at 1.5 times the price. Patrick Mahomes is going to be owned. I, I'm saying up and above 65, 70 percent on all lineups. It's going to be tough to fit him in as a captain simply because of how expensive he's going to be. He's up at 12-6. That'll push him up above 18 grand uh, to be a captain. So uh, everybody's going to use him. Jimmy Garoppolo is actually priced at the bottom of the quarterback barrel. 8K for a single-game quarterback is as low as it gets on DraftKings. So maybe if you think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to throw the ball more, you go find, you build a lineup around him. I think Raheem Mostert's particularly expensive. But I think the, the, the way to build a lineup – that might have a little bit less ownership and might diversify a little bit is to build highly around Jimmy Garoppolo and 49ers pass catchers because the prices I'm looking at, 49ers pass catchers are super low. Emmanuel Sanders is just 5,200 on the single game slate. That's 2,400 less than Debo Samuel, who uh, probably is going is a little bit more overpriced because he's been making more plays recently. But Emmanuel Sanders has actually outpaced Debo Samuel in air yards over the last month plus, and they just haven't been connecting. So he's super cheap. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is down at 3,400. He's super cheap. 
Um, uh, Kyle Juszczyk at 1,200 is super cheap on the single game slate. He hasn't caught a pass in the playoffs, but you wonder if they're looking to do a little bit with him to kind of keep that Chiefs pass rush at bay. So there are a lot of options to build around the 49ers pass catchers, uh, including, by the way, George Kittle, who at 8400 is $1,200 cheaper than Travis Kelsey on the slate. So there are a lot of options to build around the 49ers pass catchers to maybe kind of create a little bit of diversity with your lineup because so many people are going to be loading up on the Chiefs. And of course, that makes sense because the most stupidly priced player, in my opinion, on the single game slate is Mecole Hardman down at 2200 on DraftKings. He is really low priced, and I could see him making a big play. I expect him to be heavily owned, but you could fit him into your lineup and fit a lot of these 49ers pass catchers as well. But it's about creating diversity with this game, and I think everybody's going to have an angle uh, with the Super Bowl. Everybody always does. You know, you mentioned DraftKings and and McCole Hardman. You can draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Why not end your season on a winning note? Stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. You just draft six players from Super Bowl 54. That's it. You draft six guys plus new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code FEAST will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a free shot at a million-dollar payday. Get in on the Super Bowl 54 action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code FEAST during sign-up for a limited time All new users will get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. That's code FEAST and get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I got to tell you, Joe, tell me if this is crazy, but... The Niners end up playing a lot of two deep safeties, whether it's quarters coverage or too deep, and the Chiefs try to run them out of it a little bit. So maybe you, you get the contrarian play with Damian Williams. Mm-hmm. I think Spags and, and the Chiefs want to stop the Niners' run game. So I kind of like Jimmy G. I think he has a great chance to be MVP of the game. Jimmy G throwing it to Sanders and Samuel. I'm telling you right now, my lineup would have Damian Williams, Jimmy G, Emmanuel Sanders. I would have some surprises in there, bro. I'm probably going to do it and win it and just get the million dollars and tell all, all of you to just get off my nuts. I think that's a good idea, Ross, as long as I get a cut of that. But that's a that's a phenomenal strategy here. And, you know, Jimmy G is kind of the one, if you want to get into a little bit of player props, I think he's the one that a lot of people have been saying, I don't know if he's going to win the MVP. Uh, he hasn't been doing anything. But then you also have to keep in mind that if this game goes up and over the total and you like the 49ers, Jimmy G is probably going to be the MVP of the game. That's just the way it is, unless, for instance, somebody like Emmanuel Sanders scores two or three touchdowns in the game. George Kittle scores two or three touchdowns in the game. But one of the interesting correlations that that I think you could come up with for this game, 
The total is super high. It's up at 54 and a half. Now, obviously, last year's Super Bowl had a high total and it's only 16 points were scored. I think you'd be we'd be shocked if that was the case again this year. But I'm wondering if maybe if you like the under in this game and it is high, maybe there's going to be an edge to the under, maybe even up until game time. I don't think this line is getting much lower than 54 and 54 and a half. If you maybe bet the under. And how about you might put a couple of bucks on Nick Bosa to win the MVP? And and the reason my thinking is this. I, I've seen Bosa as high as 35 to 1 this week. Some places I'm looking right now have him 25 to 1. Other places I have him at 20 to 1. People are starting to get into this line of thinking. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier in the podcast where the edges start to be smoothed out. By the time the game kicks off, people have started to analyze every angle and everybody who makes a good point, well, we're inundated with content out there. And if you make a good point, then people are going to catch on to that and maybe bet that down. But the reason I'm saying this, if this game goes under the total, let's say San Francisco wins this game 24 to 20, something like that in that range. Patrick Mahomes has a good game, but not a great game. Nick Bosa sacks him twice. Maybe he forces an errant throw that gets tipped and becomes an interception. Maybe he forces a fumble in the way that Von Miller did in the Super Bowl four years ago against Carolina and wins the MVP. Can't you see that happening? And for a guy who's 25 to 1 to win the award, I think that might be one of my favorite value bets on the board at MVP. Um, Now, of course, Jimmy G is the overwhelming favorite, Ross, to win of the 49ers because he's a quarterback. Quarterbacks most usually win the MVP, but he's plus 300. And plus 300, if you like him to be the MVP, that's a really good value for a quarterback for a team that's only a one-point underdog. I mean, this game is essentially a pick right now. One, one and a half points. Um, there's really no need to get into the money line here. Uh, if you like the 49ers, Jimmy G is actually a really good value bet in comparison to other quarterbacks because at plus 300, there's a big view here that another 49er is more likely to win the MVP than most teams have a, a secondary player. By comparison, Patrick Mahomes, I have him at even odds, plus 110. I even saw him at points as minus odds to win the Super Bowl MVP, which is ridiculous for a team that's only a one-point favorite in the game. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Really good point. Let's get into, Joe, some of the specific prop bets and your advice for those prop bets. We will start. I love I love these totals um, okay. and the numbers. We'll start with passing yards, and we'll start with the guy we just talked about. I think it's interesting that Jimmy G's line has been set at 239.5 yards. These, of course, always courtesy of betonline.ag. 239.5 for Jimmy G. You take in the over or the under on that, Joe, and why? Well, I'm going to take the over. And the reason I think it's at 239.5, that seems a lot to people. Of course it does. Jimmy G's thrown just 27 passes in the, in the playoffs for 208 yards. However, you have to keep in mind that coming into the playoffs, he threw for 240 or more yards in seven of his last nine games heading into the playoffs. So if you look at recent 
Trends, yes. Look, they, they ran the hell out of the ball and were able to beat their opponents into submission in San Francisco uh, against Minnesota and against Green Bay. Neither one of those teams has an offensive firepower that even approaches what the Kansas City Chiefs can give them. Jimmy Garoppolo, like I said, seven of his last nine games heading into the playoffs had top 239 and a half passing yards. I am going to take the over on that with the assumption that San Francisco is going to need to score points to win this football game. And I think they're going to have to do it through the air far more than they've had to in the first two playoff games thus far. Uh, yep, I, I'm with you. I, I like the over. I said it earlier, I think I think the Niners win the game, by the way. But I think the Chiefs sell out to try to stop the run. I think Jimmy G carves them up. I think Jimmy G is the MVP of the game. And yes, I think Jimmy G is the guy that goes ahead and throws for over 240 yards. What about Patrick Mahomes? They have him at 305, Joe. Uh, I would take the over here as well. Um, And this is one that even if I don't like it, I'm probably staying away from this one, honestly. Uh, But I think the over is the better bet. I'm not I'm not touching this one. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes to put up big time stats in this game. Um, The question I have, uh, Ross, and you talked to Greg Cosell, I saw this morning. How are the 49ers going to defend Tyreek Hill? Because I think it's very likely that if they put Tyreek Hill on the opposite side of Richard Sherman, the Niners can bracken. The Niners have had problems with that spot. Uh, We saw Witherspoon uh, get mossed by Stephon Diggs in the Minnesota playoff game. He's been in and out of the lineup. Sherman, teams don't test him. You know Patrick Mahomes will test him. But I'm wondering how you think they're going to play that coverage because – I think the 49ers, they they are exploitable, and Sherman helps kind of cover some of that stuff up. I love their defense. I love their front seven. But I do feel like the front seven helps to cover up that they might have some weaknesses. I'm not telling you this is a bad secondary. I'm not telling you this is the Houston secondary that Kansas City played three weeks ago. I'm just saying I think it is a little bit more exploitable because they've had problems with the corner spot opposite Richard Sherman, and I think Andy Reid and, and, and his guys are going to try to exploit that. How do you think they'll want to play Tyree Kill to prevent him from getting over the top? Well, it's interesting. Greg said on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast today, he thinks that there will be more two deep safety looks because if they have a lot of single safety looks, you know, then you're able to go down the seams. Yeah, and um, they have so much speed. And- and they have so much speed to go down those seams, you're putting that single safety in a real bind when they put Hardman and Hill in the slot to either side. Those guys run straight down the field. That's not who Mosley and Sherman are covering. They're covering the outside guys in that situation. And so you are in a really, really bad spot then. I, I'm, I always say this, Joe, coverage is probably my weakest part. As a uh, as a as a broadcaster, you were in the trenches. No, but I can still say I I still have an opinion, and I still think two deep safeties makes a lot of sense. Make them have to run the ball. Uh, We can get into touchdowns, completions, maybe later. I want to make sure we get to rushing yards, though. Uh, For the Chiefs, Damian Williams. 51 and a half rushing yards, Joe. 
This one is interesting because Damian Williams is so much more important, I think, to the Chiefs as as a part of their passing game than he is as a rusher. And he's go- he hasn't gone over this number in the two playoff games. However, he has four touchdowns in the two playoff games. And as somebody who bet Damian Williams' total yardage over uh, in the Houston playoff game, I was very disappointed with how many short fields Houston was giving to Kansas City. And Damian Williams' progress was stopped only by the end zone. So I was, uh, I was pretty peeved about that. Uh, but I'm kind of with you. You have to correlate the things, and you have to make you have to make calls. You have to predict how you think the game is going to go. If San Francisco plays too deep, they put seven guys in the box, six guys in the box, maybe maybe they even drop a linebacker into coverage uh, to try to prevent them from going over the top. Well, then what do you do? You get a hat on a hat, and you and you run the football. So I think Damian Williams is going to go up and over this total. Um, it might not be by a lot. But you only need him to go up and over the total by two or three yards in order to cash your bet. So I, I with you, Ross. I think Kansas City is going to take what Houston, uh, excuse me, what uh, what San Francisco gives them, and I think Kansas City is going to run the ball maybe a little bit more than you've seen in the first two playoff games. Now, Damian Williams had 17 carries against Tennessee. He only gained 45 yards. He's not really a, a high-level elite runner. But I do think Kansas City is going to try to exploit the fact that San Francisco might have a lighter box than you're expecting. My question here with Damian Williams is the Kansas City offensive line against the San Francisco defensive line. And this might be the single matchup that defines the game more than any other. Um, I think San Francisco's defensive line outmatches any offensive line for the most part but Kansas City's line is good I don't think anybody would call it great maybe with the exception of Mitchell Schwartz uh, I know you're a fan of his Ross um, but this this defensive line the question is does Robert Sala believe his defensive line even without seven eight guys in the box is going to be able to slow down this this Chiefs run game and their two deep safety looks are going to keep the Chiefs from making big plays. I think that is the key matchup of this entire game. I do think, though, Damian Williams against two deep safety is going to be able to bust off a long run or two. That's going to help him get up and over this total, even if he isn't a consistent factor uh, on the ground. What about Mostert? He's at 75 and a half. I think I'm going to take the under on this one. And I think, uh, unfortunately, the line is a little shorter than I thought it would be coming off his game last week. But I do think, I'm with you, the 49ers are going to have to throw the ball a little bit more than they'd like to in this game. Um, And Chris Jones against the interior of the 49ers offensive line is a big, big problem. And he only played about, I think, 40% of the snaps in the in the AFC Championship game. However, he's had the week layoff as he's battled that calf injury. He's going to be closer to being good to go in this game. I think that's a mismatch uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, Kyle Shanahan, if anybody knows how to get to outside zone with all kinds of different uh, concepts, anybody knows how to run outside with power tosses, sweeps, anything um, – it's Kyle Shanahan, and Raheem Mostert is the fastest of the 49er backs, and I think they're going to try to get him to the perimeter to avoid Chris Jones in the interior of that Kansas City line. But I'm going to lean to the under here because I do think San Francisco is going to be dropping back more, and they're going to have to do a lot more than just handing the ball to Mostert the way they did last week. Yep, I, I would agree with that as well. Before we get to the wide receivers, or really the – receiving yards because there's a bunch there that we want to get to I mean I guess we could talk Mahomes rushing 
32 and a half. Yeah, that's you ever high, thought on by Mahomes the way. He's been, and that big run, uh, uh, that big run a couple weeks ago really has uh, has put that one up high. Uh, I, I kind of like it still against that pass rush, but oh, yeah, that one, that one, there's no value in that one. All right, before we get to the receiving ones, I need to make sure all of you are receiving the right get gift from your significant other for Valentine's Day. And it's from manscaped.com. This is a public service announcement, okay? Or should I say a pubic service announcement? After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever the Lawnmower 3.0. Manscaping trimmer is now available for purchase. I have been open and mentioned previously a couple of Nick incidents that were not pleasant for a lot of different reasons. That has not happened to me since I heard about Manscaped. It has not happened to me since I realized the power of the lawnmower. And now... They have the Lawnmower 3.0 with the advanced skin safe technology. You can get it 20% off plus free shipping with the code FEAST at manscaped.com. As always, your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FEAST at manscaped, M A N S C A P E D. Dot com manscaped.com code feast 20% off let's get into it joe with the receiving prop bets uh the guys we got to hit i'll start with debo samuel 54 and a half yards debo samuel is one of those players who i think i'd like to hit his total yards before i'd hit his receiving prop uh 54 and a half he's gone over that total just one of his last 5 games uh, he's gone over that total just one of his last five and in just two of his last eight. Now, again, you're like, well, they're playing Kansas City. But as I mentioned, Jimmy Garoppolo in seven of nine playoff game, uh, excuse me, regular season games heading into the playoffs had topped the, the 239 and a half. And he did that a lot without uh, giving Debo Samuel um, uh, enough yardage to get up and over the receiving total that he has projected for his, for this game. However, the thing about Debo Samuel is over that same span, he has gone over 20 rushing yards in five of his last seven games. So he's somebody who I would rather hit a total yardage prop than hit the receiving prop. I think I'd lean to the under on this receiving prop. Okay. Um, what about, you mentioned Damian Williams in the passing game earlier. That's at 30.5. I kind of like that. I like that one up and over. I think he, I think if, if they're going to be playing a lot of too deep, yes, will they be running the ball with Damian Williams? I, I, yeah, I think so. But also check downs to Damian Williams. Maybe the shot plays aren't there. That might be the better bet as well, hitting him over in the receiving prop rather than hitting him over in the rushing prop. Maybe the total yardage prop is something you like to go at. And and this is one where, you know, I'm a fantasy guy. 
when a running back or even a wide receiver who gets a lot of rushing action in the way Debo Samuel goes, you project yardage the same way. You know, all those yards count the same. So I'm thinking in terms of total yardage for those two players, and I kind of like the over for both of them in total yardage, not necessarily one or the other, even though for Damian Williams, I do lean over on both the rushing and the receiving prop. Emmanuel Sanders, 44 and a half. I kind of like this one. I think I'm going to go up and over. Um, like, like I said earlier when we were talking showdown, he actually has outpaced Debo Samuel in air yards over the month last month plus. They just haven't been connecting. And, of course, over the last two games, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't thrown the ball at all. So Emmanuel Sanders has been kind of the forgotten man of this 49er offense unless you read the quotes from San Francisco players who are saying Emmanuel Sanders is out there and he is blocking like crazy. He's been a key to our run game. I think they get him a, 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 a nice pass or two in this one. I also see, um, I have a line right now, even though it's minus 180, for Emmanuel Sanders at two and a half catches, I love the over on that for Emmanuel Sanders. I actually think he's my favorite 49er guy uh, to bet on here. I'm going to take the up and over the total on both catches and yards for him. Let's get to Kittle, 74.5. And I like the over here too. This is a, I'm going to take the under on Debo, but I kind of like the over on both Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle, which, which goes in, in, in hand in hand with the analysis that I said, look, Jimmy Garoppolo heading into the playoffs, he had been up and over this passing yardage total. Well, the yardage has to go somewhere. And I think Kittle and I think, uh, I think Kittle and I think uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders are going to be two of the main recipients. Okay. Now we get to Hardman, 21 and a half. You kind of already talked about that. Yeah, I actually really like his number. And the reason I'm saying this is now the Kansas City was not hurt by Demarcus Robinson's drops a few weeks ago. However, Nicole Hardman, his snaps have been going up. I believe last week he ran more routes than Demarcus Robinson did. I am going to take Nicole Hardman over the total. And if you could get a head-to-head bet, uh, some books out there might have that. I'd have McCall Hardman over uh, Demarcus Robinson's total as well. Uh, the one book I'm actually looking at right now ha- has changed from or- earlier in the week when they had Demarcus Robinson lined over Nicole Hardman. Now they have Nicole Hardman lined with more yards than Demarcus Robinson. I think that's the right move, but I still think anything shy of 30, I'd probably bet the over on Nicole Hardman. He only needs really one catch to beat that. So just keep that in mind as well. So, yeah, he's somebody who I think uh, I think I would hit the over on. Uh, a couple more we'll hit. How about Travis Kelsey, 75 and a half, one yard more than Kittle? I'll take the over on this one as well. Um, if they're going to be playing two deep safety looks to try to prevent Travis Kelsey, uh, Robinson, Hardman, Watkins from going over the top, I think Travis Kelsey is going to be somebody in that void between the safeties and the linebackers who's going to find the zone, and Mahomes will will throw him the ball there. I think I'll take the over on him as well. And that leads me to another point, Ross, not to get too far away. Did you know a tight end has never won Super Bowl MVP? No, but I believe it. And don't you think there's a – I mean, there's as good a chance in this game as any that ever maybe that a tight end would win the MVP award? Yes, I do. I like yeah. it. Um, so maybe you, what, maybe you do a little uh, uh, Kelsey and Kittle for MVP bet. Nah, just throwing that out there. Ooh, I like it. All right. Uh, so what about Tyree Kill? He's at 75.52. I think I'm going to take the under on Tyree Kill because I, I agree with uh, Greg Cosell's analysis. I agree with your analysis about what they're going to do. And you know the last time Tyree Kill went above 75 and a half? 
Ross, just take a guess. Uh, no idea. Week ten. Wow. Last time, last time he topped that. Wow. Ten. It's been a long time. Not since November tenth. That's before Thanksgiving. The last time Tyreek Hill went over seventy-five receiving yards. Unbelievable. Is... I, and, and now it kind of makes sense. Like, I mean, if you're from a fantasy perspective, you're thinking, you know, he really didn't have a huge year. There it is. I mean, yeah, I'm taking the under on that. And and I think now, look, he's a he's a game wrecker. He's somebody who can beat that over on one play. You know, damn well, Robert Sala knows it, though. That's that, that's the thing where I think Robert Sala does not want Tyreek Hill to hurt him because I think Salah knows if they can make Kansas City have to consistently put together seven, eight, nine play drives, which Kansas City is more than capable of, by the way, um, that increases the chances that Nick Bosa and DeForest Buckner and all those guys can get after Mahomes, maybe rattle him a little bit, maybe force him to throw across his body, make a dumb decision. I think Robert Sala wants to prevent Kansas City from striking quick. I'm going to take the under on Tyree Kill's receiving yards prop. Awesome stuff, Joe. I love it. Now you take all that prop bet advice that Joe just gave you and you head directly to betonline.ag. Don't pass go. Don't stop by Boardwalk or Park Place. Go right to betonline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1 to get the 50% welcome bonus and go ahead and take advantage of that awesome, awesome information that Joe Dolan just gave you in terms of the individual player prop bets at betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. A reminder, we are year-round here on the Fantasy Feast. Next week, we'll kind of recap the Super Bowl a little bit and already start looking ahead to next year. Lessons learned from this season strategies we should have employed and should consider next year a cavalcade of tremendous guests, including a guy named Mr. Silva you may be familiar with. Do not stop listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast all year. Other than that, Greg Cosell was amazing on the Ross Tucker football podcast today with his breakdowns. Even Money Podcast is ready if you want even more betting insight. I'm totally stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.